What's up, everybody? Mr. Benja here, back in live with the podcast game. I don't know if you were here last year or whenever I did that, but I ran about 200 of these Instagram lives straight. Kept it going, kept it as part of my podcast, Mr. Benja's ADD experience. Some of them I published, some of them I didn't, some I just went live for. But I think I hit upon a little interesting formula here, so I'm going to keep doing this. And I had fun with it last time. I had some things going on, but now, now I'm getting back in the mood, getting back in the groove, making things happen again. I got my studio, my new lights set up. Everything's happening. What's up, Theo? It's going to be a fun thing. So I finally figured out a way to get back into it and do it the right way, fun way, and keep it consistent. So, you know, wh why am I even doing podcasting like this? Why am I doing it live? Well, last time I did it on Instagram Live, it was an interesting way to get out there and talk to people live as well as have something to record for later. So it's a little bit of an interesting format because you're doing something live and spontaneous, yet you're going to keep it around to be recorded. It's not like a normal speaker situation where you're getting up and just speaking. You're thinking about how you want to talk to somebody as if they're listening, but you want to also create it for future use and for downloadability on a podcast stream. So that's the way I'm going to go about doing this. And it's necessary for creators to have some type of media presence, to have some type of online presence going about it. So that's what I'm doing with this. I'm getting my online presence back out there and making things happen. But one of the things with live that a lot of you are going to come to understand is that these things start out kind of slow and you got to keep building on them. And that was one of the things that I was curious about with this. Do I want to keep doing a live like this or do I want to do a bunch of shorts? Or do I want to do a bunch of reels or do I want to do social media at all? The answer is I didn't have much of a choice to do social media or get online, go live and do things like this. I just had to find the right equipment, the right way to make it work for me, the right way to time it, to schedule it to do what I could do that creatively fits my style. Because if all of these things are kind of on different wavelengths and aren't in place, then it's not going to work for you. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. I did about 50 podcasts that I actually published in the other way. And now I'm going to start off this season with a new whole series. It's going to I may do I do may do one a day if I feel like it. I may do three times a week, once a week, whatever. But I'll try to at least come to you once a week and we'll be talking about creative stuff, all the stuff that I like talking to all you people about, all the stuff that I like chatting about and and building upon in our discussions. I want to start doing that on Instagram live. I talk to myself enough when I'm around nobody else. So I figured I might as well start doing that more on Instagram live. And I got some technology going on behind the scenes that I didn't have before. So it's going to be good. And let me know what kind of stuff you want to hear also. You know, whether it's reactions, thoughts on things, thought essays, tech, gaming. It's all going to be based around the creative arts and creating and building things. So that'll be the overall bubble. But, you know, talk to me. I'll talk back and we'll make something happen. So one of the things about the live format that I, I noticed is that when you start up a live, if you're not perfectly on schedule, like every whatever Wednesday or whatever at six o'clock or something, 
then people start to kind of fall off. But you want people to expect you to be here. So I got to start getting on a schedule. I think six o'clock, seven o'clock, maybe, maybe 630. Maybe 630 Pacific time is good because you can kind of get a lot of the people on the West Coast, a couple people on the East Coast, maybe up late, 930 for them. But I think 630 might be a good time. Anyway, the thing about the early part of this, and this is just a little bit of podcast game for you. The thing about the early part, you need to be interesting enough to keep people engaged that are just trolling into the room or just falling in or stopping by. But you also need to have enough of an introduction that's repeated or something that holds the audience there while you're letting people trickle into the room. Because it may take a half hour for your room to get to capacity. It may take you know, a little while for things to get going, your people to start jumping in and commenting. So that's going to take a second there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start sharing with you at the beginning of these a little bit about myself. So you want to hear a little bit about background, behind the scenes, check with me at the very beginning, and we'll do that. And then we'll get into our major topic or topics, however it may be. And yes, don't worry, this is all going to be I won't archive all of them on Instagram live, but I want to take the best parts, archive it, save it off, and then you'll be able to find them on the podcast and on YouTube later. But as I was saying for the introduction for this one, I want to jump into a snack. I'm always talking about little snack foods and little things that I'm eating or drinking on. Just share with you. Eating is a very important part of human life. So I'll share with you a little something I had today. It's a, it's a wine called Well Red. I got this from Trader Joe's, an organic wine. So I usually don't rock with wine at all. Messes up my emotions and my feelings. The, the, The days after, yes, days, plural, hangs around, just messes with me. But every once in a while, you know, I'll pop a good wine. But I got this because it was organic. And, you know, I didn't know what the organic wine meant, but I realized that it kept my kept the buzz of the wine a little is there a is there a hoity-toity kind of snobbish word for buzz because I think there should be like a you know the the float of the the floating experience it gave you natural high whatever let me know if there is one oh yeah and always jump in the comments please do that all the time but yeah I got this red wine well red no added sulfites, contains only natural occurring sulfites to 2021. It's not like bad or anything like that, but the organic part, I, it actually makes made me feel better than a lot of the other wines. So your traditional J. Lore, your traditional, what's the other brand? Josh makes some decent wines. You know, I try not to spend too much on a wine, but J. Lore has a higher end one I like, about $30 a bottle. Then there's as I said, the Josh wines usually come in at around 15, 20, 25, maybe bottle. And they're pretty decent. I like those, but none of those have an organic side to them. And I'm telling you, the organic wine, didn't want to believe it, thought it was some California BS, but it actually makes me feel better. It made me feel better. So that's what that's what I was going with. It actually has a pretty decent aroma to it, nice flavor. I'm not I'm not by my kitchen right now, so I only have these little plastic cups here. I need I need the fancy plastic cups, you know what I'm saying? Those are pretty deep. Yeah, it's okay. 
Haven't had that in a while. Just wanted to crack one of those open. But yeah, organic wines. If you haven't tried them, you should check them out. They actually they actually make me feel a little better during the course of the the drink and after it. So check that out. Anyway, this podcast is about creators, man. I am a creator, a lifelong creator. That's what I've been doing. That's what I talk about. Gosh, ever since I was young, I've created board games with my family to play, created card games just out of the, you know, multiple 52 card decks, create all kinds of little pen and paper games, would create physical games where you fold up pieces of paper and flick them around. That got me into game development, as I, as you know, did a lot of creating coming up. And now I want to take all these creative stories and experiences I have and put them into this podcast. I'm going to do some deep dives here and there. For the most part, I'm going to keep it light. This one's just going to be an overview. But the thing I want to get get across in this one right now is you need to understand that if you're a creator of any kind, that doesn't mean a creative, that doesn't mean like you're a artist, a carpenter or painter, game developer, or anything like that. I mean, you create something and most of us do. Like, even if you're a tax professional, you're creating, you know, a, a very well done tax return. If you're a parent, a, mo a mother or a father, you're trying to create a happy household or a functioning household or a safe household, whatever. You have all these criteria for your creation. Most of us are creating in some respect. If you're just maintaining, you're on the maintenance level, that's another thing. If you're trying to create a safe environment, maybe. But in a lot of the aspects, most of us can say we're creators in some degree, to some degree. So if you're a creator in this era, at this time, you have to understand that attention is very important. This idea of attention and engagement. And that's one of the reasons I'm on live anyway. I'm on the screen talking to you because you have to be out there creating I have to be out there creating. I have to be out there extending my voice out because why you could be the best creator on earth and nobody knows about you. This is how it is right now. And this is not by accident. This is not just because everybody's on their phones and on social media. It's a function of technology moving forward. It's not like we're going to ever go back to quote unquote normal. This is the new normal. The more globalized we get, the more connected we get, the more language barriers begin to drop, the more technology pushes us forward, the easier it is for our lives, our creative lives to be commodified. And once that happens, then the technology starts to push those commodities around the environment. So everybody has access to everybody else's creations, which means what you're doing is not as special anymore. Not because you're not special, just because we have so much more access to different things. For example, I go online now, I want to buy some headphones. I could buy Sony. I could buy, you know, back in the day, it was like what Sony, RCA, JBL, a couple others, right? Or your Radio Shack brand. But you were, you were kind of limited to what you could find at your local mall. If you really wanted to special order something, you'd go to Bose or whoever else and special order it. But you were just kind of 
limited to what you could get from the mall, what the people around you had. Now you can go to Amazon and there are tons of brands you've never heard of. In fact, there are brands that are only exist or only can exist because of Amazon or because of bestbuy.com or because of Alibaba or whatever. So you have this competition that's going on in the world based on physical nature of things, basically, that people can get to other things easier. So what does that mean for you? That means that you have to distinguish yourself as an entity amongst all these people. And the one factor that is the differentiating factor that can't be taken away is who you are. And that's what we need right now. A, a way of defining who we are as people, as individuals, as personalities. You know, the more things are commodified, the more things are exposed to the global audience, the more people want to know, well, hey, who are you? Why are you any different? Do I even like you? Do I care about you? Because now that we don't have limited options, what do we have? What do you care about when you go buy something? Do you care like how it was made? Maybe. Do you care, you know, if it's good quality? I mean, yeah, everyone says they want, quote unquote, the best. But that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And, you know, your idea of the best might be, I don't have to go anywhere to get it. I can just order it online. Your idea of the best may be, when I order it, it shows up tomorrow on Amazon, but not all quote unquote, the best products are on Amazon. You may think that the best is it lasts the longest. And the thing that lasts the longest might not even be on Amazon. It may be something, some guy down the street put together in his garage. So, you know, there are many different factors to what you want as the best. In fact, the best might be something from a family member or somebody you know or somebody you went to school with. Is it the best or is it the best for you, the best that you want? This is what I mean by a differentiating factor. I know I'm kind of jumping around, but what I'm saying is this is why I'm getting online. This is why I'm doing the social media thing. This is why I'm getting out there talking because it's kind of meta in the sense that I'm doing this because I want you to understand why I'm doing this. If that makes any sense at all, let me know. Please comment, send it back. I'll definitely expound on any of these topics later or not. You know, I could just rattle off on anything else. But for the purposes of this one, there's a question you really need to come down and ask yourself is that, is what I'm doing going to make anyone care about anything? Is what you're doing care worthy? Will they care? Do they care? Can they care? And that's a, that's a, that's a serious question you have to ask yourself. A lot of us get into this mental masturbation where we just like to think that what we're doing is cool. And that's fun. You know, don't, don't knock that. If you have a personal project you want to do just for you and nobody else, you don't care who cares. That's fine. That's one thing. But if we're talking about being out in this, in these internet streets, being out, making something that's productive, that's, that produces something that people are interested in, that connects with people, that helps your livelihood, 
then we're talking about this new era involving attention, this new era involving branding, this new era involving selling yourself. This is all coming about very quickly and you need to get involved the creative side of things if you aren't already. Otherwise, you simply will get left behind. Well, you may not get left behind. You, you'll probably, you may find somebody that knows a friend or who's connected with something or just has a certain set of inroads. But you've got to get out there and well, you're in a lot more precarious situation if you don't have those inroads made. And especially if you don't know how to, because they could go away at any time. Companies could fold. Platforms could go away. If TikTok goes away, too bad. Instagram goes away, too bad. All your friends decide they never want to see you on the internet again because, you know, you sent them an email virus, too bad. So these things can go away. So you have to start building up on these things. And there are four basic things that you build up on. And that define if people will care about you or not. Four different, call this the the four elements of what people care about, if people care about you. The, the elements of how people care about you. I'll name it someone. First of all, they need to know you. They need to have an idea that you exist. If a search for your name, search for your whatever you produce, they look for you, they want a referral from another friend, they need to have some way of accessing you and knowing you exist. They need to know you, not just know, know of you, but know a little bit about you. Like, you know, you see a guy walk by who sells, you know, he's got a hot dog stand. He walks by his hot dog stand every day. You may not know who he is, but you know that guy sells hot dogs every day. So if you know that he comes by every day at a certain time, that's getting known. Maybe just to the people on that street, maybe just to the people who are there at that time of day. But that person gets known. So that's the first part, getting known, making sure that people have an, an acknowledgement of you. Chick-fil-A, you know, they're they're known for being a, let's see, a Christian organization. They're known for you know, not supporting, you know, the LGBT community because as a Christian organization, they're known for not being open on Sundays. They're known for having very great customer service. They're known for a lot of things, but you know them because of these certain markers, right? And this, there's a little bit of overlap here, so I don't want to confuse it too much with another one of these, but the knowing is just understanding. I don't want to use that word either. The knowing is just having the knowledge that you exist. Here's what you do, what you're about. It's like a sign that you hold up. This is what I'm about. My name is Mr. Benja. I'm a podcaster, former video game developer. I show up on Instagram. I don't do TikTok anymore, whatever. There's certain things you just know. You can reach me. You can get at me. You need to have that. A lot of people, a lot of people I met in the art world, they were great artists, but no one knew about them because they sat in their garage all day and drew or painted, but didn't show anybody except, I mean, they may have gone down to, you know, a gallery one day and showed somebody something on their phone, but these people are on their phone seeing high quality art every day. What do they know about you that they don't know about the other guy? It's like, okay, you paint dogs. This guy paints dogs. Okay. 
yeah, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't differentiate you at all in terms of being known. You're just another person. So make sure they know you, they can access you, they understand you, and the more specific you're not your knowability is, the better. Doesn't have to be super niche. It just has to be knowable. Like, oh, that's the guy that's like this. That's the chick that does that. That's the woman who goes that way. That's the man who goes this way. You just have to be known. So if those are more clear, then you're more clear. In fact, I'm going to be known as the guy who goes on live more often than not on Instagram. You're going to know me for doing this because I'm going to be doing it more. And earlier in the day. Sorry, this one came out a little late. Number two, do they like you? So that first they know you, but do they actually like you? And like doesn't mean, you know, if someone doesn't like you, that doesn't mean dislike, but do they, do they like you? Are they interested in what you have? You know, if, if I'm interested in fast food, then I, you know, Hey, I like McDonald's. I like Del Taco. I might like Burger King, Wendy's, Subway, whatever. Those are these things that you like. And you have to ask yourself, you know, is who I'm going for, the thing I'm trying to produce, likable. Now, if you're trying to make a, you know, a combination, you know, your new wave store, you're making a, remember they have the Taco Bell, Pizza Huts, whatever. You know, can you make a, a Cajun, Cajun restaurant slash donut shop? Can you make a Cajun restaurant donut shop? Don't laugh. I've seen one of those. It was kind of crazy. I'm not even sure how it ended up happening, but there was a Cajun, Cajun restaurant donut shop. I never actually went in, thought it was really interesting. It's actually down on PCH somewhere. I don't even know if it's still open, but that's one of those things, you know, do they, do? Is, does someone like that? Is someone saying, you know what? I like that, that they have that over there. I know who they are. I know where they work. I know where they are. Their establishment is, know how to get to them. See, once they know you, they can like you. And once they like you, you think you might have a little bit of something in terms of an interaction, an audience, a crowd. So this is, and a lot of you sales guys have probably heard this no like trust, but I'm explaining it from a creator point of view. So now they, they like you. You're, they're interested in what you have. They have a favor. They favor what you produce. And then, and that's, that's an emotional kind of thing. And then we go on to trust. Do they trust you? Do, you know, like if I go, if I go get this, you know, Cajun restaurant slash donut shop meal, am I going to be sick? Is it, is it weird? Is it going to taste right? Are people going to laugh at me for even going? There's a trust factor that goes on there. Like, why is this even a thing? Is this some sort of scam that they're pulling? Are they really selling drugs out the back? Is it even safe to go in there? I don't know. That sounds weird. I'm just going to, oh, look, a subway. And then, you know, they don't have enough trust in you to hold on to that and say, you know what, I'm going to go patronize that person. I'm going to go support. So that's where the trust part comes in. Keep it more of a reasonable example. Artists who paint. When someone buys into your art, they're kind of hoping that you'll keep on doing the art. You'll keep on building up some things. You know, I, I have to put out art every so often and I have to put it out with enough of a, enough of my personality behind it where 
people understand it and enjoy it and say, okay, yeah, Mr. Benja, he's my artist. He's still that guy. So there's a certain trust level involved. You know, I heard that best, you know, Bed Bath and Beyond was closing down and, you know, you have a very short amount of time now to get your, get your gift cards redeemed. You know, now the trust level in, in Bed Bath and Beyond has dropped. People don't trust them anymore. It's like, hey, if I buy something, I try to return it. Are they going to even honor my return? Well, if they don't honor my return, how am I going to, oh, you know what? I'll just go buy it from, from Walmart or Target or order it online. And that trust level, it has to be there where they, where they believe that the value exchange of money or whatever is going to benefit them. And, you know, most people stop right there. They say, hey, they got to know you. They have to know that you exist. They have to like you. They have to want to get involved with what you're doing. They have to know you, like you, and then they have to trust you. That's where most people stop right there. But I'm going to add another one. With the amount of selection, choice, you know, the widespread community of commerce, whatever you want to call it, there's so much going on out there right now. I think they have to also understand you quickly. Like they may know you exist. They may actually like you and they may actually trust you. But if they don't understand you completely, this has become a relatively new thing, at least in my experience, where they step back and say, you know what? I'm not going to get involved with that because I don't, I don't understand you well enough. And you may have family members like this, where your family member may come and say, hey, listen, I'm into Forex trading. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. We're selling you know, we're trading on the foreign exchange markets and blah, blah, blah. It's another way to make money. And you're like, hmm, yeah, listen, I know you, I like you, and I even trust you. I just don't understand what this is This is going on. I, I just don't understand this. I can't, I can't get involved with this. I don't understand it. And there's a, I suppose you could say that's a certain level of trust, but it's not a trust in you. It's a trust in what the hell is this? It's an understanding that needs to be achieved. People understand a painting, oh, I can put it on my wall. They may not understand, you know, the deepest layers of art history. They may not understand appraisal values. They may not understand, you know, cycling and rotation. If you, if you want to let someone borrow or rent a painting or whatever, understand, you know, seasonal, seasonal shows and, you know, gallery events and things of that nature. But it's, there's a, there's a certain level of understanding there that has to take place. And yeah, like I was saying, even with the restaurant example, you know, if you don't understand, like literally understand what they're doing, like I wouldn't go into a sushi restaurant for a long time, not because I didn't know them, like them or trust them. I thought, yeah, I know what a sushi restaurant is. I know what they serve. I know of them. I know where they are. I think I like seafood. They serve all this other stuff. And do I trust them? Well, all my friends went there. So it was kind of the, but I just didn't understand them. I didn't get it. Didn't make sense. To me. So I add the I add the one that's the understanding part. A lot of marketing and sales guys don't put that in there. It's kind of taken for granted that the salesperson is going to explain to the person and get them to buy or push them into buying without them understanding in the first place. But if you can get an understanding or if you can get the market to in general know what you're talking about, then you're in a much better place.
So I put understanding on there as well. Or if you have two separate products, competing products, like shoes, for example, or a, a sci-fi movie. I heard someone say, well, hey, what's the difference between Marvel and DC? They just didn't understand the difference. So they wouldn't have mattered if you bought a Batman shirt or an Iron Man shirt. It, it was the same thing to them. It's like a hero shirt with different colors, I guess. No, you know, you, for those of you who know, you know, there's a whole different understanding. So you've got to get that last layer. So that's the four of them. Do they know you, like you, and do they trust you, and do they understand you? And these are key, not just in your product, but in what you're putting out on the internet, on your live, on your stories, on your reels, on your TikToks, on your posts, on your email blast, getting back out there and starting to talk to people and do things. Do they know, like, trust you, and understand you? And with this platform, I hope that you will begin to know, like, understand, and trust me more. And we can have some more conversations. We can make some more things happen. And hey, I'm at about 27 minutes, so my timing is good. I've got some things to do tonight. want to do more of these. I think that one was a good one. Also, MrBinja.com, I'm going to be putting more effort into that. Now that I've got this down, yes, the job booking book is still coming out. That's part of this. I'm going to be marketing that to you in the next coming weeks, the next coming months or whatever. But as I slow down the work on that one, it's coming to an end, I'm kind of wrapping it up, then I'll be able to ramp up on this. So going from physical to digital, back and forth on these two things. It's a whole thing. I'm, I can't sell you on it right now. I can't get you to understand it right now because there's a lot going on. It's going to take some time. But Follow along. Good stuff happening. This is Mr. Benja. I will be back and we're going to do some more awesome things. Peace. And I love you all. And check me out. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit MrBenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.